0: Sometimes that is better. What's happening, everyone? Thank you for joining us for a very special edition of gimme back my horror movies the podcast i dragged charlie along bit drag i made him work more than i charlie this week i
1: i was done we were caught up for god's sake nate we were back on schedule we were all back on schedule
0: and then our good friend Derek, who we didn't interview with for late checkout said hey i'm part of another indiegogo for a movie called watchdog uh, with writer-director LC Holt, who is also known for starring in Your Next and VHS2, he's helming this project. Would love to be on the podcast to promote the Indigo Go campaign. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And instantly tell Charlie, I texted you and said, hey, we're doing this interview, and it's at 8 o'clock at night, and we have one day to prep.
1: Yep, that that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, we got we to gotta stay in on this uh, Indiegogo campaign. So uh, as soon as we're done, it's you got to get headed. this out. It's so, out
0: that way. By the time this airs, there will probably still be 18 days left of the Indiegogo Go campaign yeah. for Watchdog the movie. Which and is will time. Links. We'll post yeah.
1: everything which is more time than you guys gave me for late checkout on that interview. We had like five days left. We had five days left. So I think that one I had to have out next day. This one I've got an extra day, but it just had to land where we just dropped an awesome interview with Rob Davidson on the channel, our normal drops. Now This is like a big week. There's so much content. Yeah, there's a going. lot going on. <laughs> uh, getting that out. And again, we have a whole nother interview at the end of the month. Not this weekend, no. but at the end of the month. <laughs> Give you some time um, to breathe. Yeah. Those, you the know, you crazy can... thing.
0: Yeah. When we record this episode, they're at 95% the goal. They're at 98% the goal now. That's 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 amazing, so, man. Just because they hit 100% does not mean the campaign stops.
2: There will still be 18 days
0: to get even further. That way they can even go further with their vision. And there's some incredible perks. I'm not going to run down right now because we dive deep into them in the interview. Elsie Holt was incredible. Uh, Really funny dude. Uh, Very humble human being, which was amazing to have him on. And I absolutely love Derek. And it's always great to have Derek on the show whenever we can.
1: Yep. Uh, no, it. I had a blast. Even though, yes, I was. I was li- looking at Nate, going, "Oh, come on, man!" And I have to use a separate program, so it's not going to be our normal audio. You guys are used to hearing on us. It, it's a single track, so if we step on each other during this interview, you'll have to forgive us. But uh, you know, Derek refuses to get anything but an iPad, and yeah, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. On you right out, now, Derek. I called you out. <laughs> is uh expand my man uh, if
0: you're on an ipad please feel free to leave us a review underneath apple podcast while you're at it
1: exactly Only it's only five stars though you can't do anything lower that's that's, that's great just multiple profiles it, why haven't we done that <laughs> it yeah, took me man. this
0: long to come up with the idea ah,
1: all right <laughs> Well, not a lot for us to even talk about cuz it feel like we've you've you've all heard everything that's going on in our lives pretty regularly right now. Yeah. So uh I think what I want to do is we're going to play a special commercial drop instead of our network uh we, since this is an independent movie. I was like, "You know what? Let's in let's uh let's promote some independent podcasters." And these are friends of ours. They're in the horror genre. If you're checking out this interview for the first time, you know, because of the movie go check out these guys on their podcast we're all friends we all support each other so let's just let's support everyone in this in this whole in this whole thing yes man.
0: much love to spoils of horror and 100 horse
1: absolutely so let's i'm not even gonna call it commercials let's play their promos nate boom
0: let's do it we'll be back following these messages
3: Welcome to One Hundred Horrors, a comedy podcast that seeks to rank the best one hundred horror films of all time, as dictated to us by a poster that one of us owns. Every week, we bicker over another film in an attempt to give it an overall scare factor and secure its place in the One Hundred Horrors list. With features such as. To the we take a lighthearted approach to horror cinema so that it can be enjoyed by even the most squeamish of listeners. So whether you're the person who's never seen a horror film in their life or the person who has a tattoo of Leatherface on the right arse cheek, there's something to be enjoyed in every episode of 100, 100 Horrors. <laughs> Do you like horror movies? Do you like hanging out with your friends? Do you like having a laugh? Do you like podcasts? Well, you should check out our podcast, Spoils of Horror. We're not a review show. We're a horror movie hangout where we talk about movies that are lost, forgotten, popular, and bizarre, all in the scary realm. You can listen to our podcast while you're doing just about anything. You could be washing your dishes. You could be washing your cat. You could be washing your genitals. (laughs) All forms of genitals (laughs) accepted. (laughs) We are a fully inclusive genitalia show. Yes, we are the number one ideal podcast for washing your genitals. Our genital yelp reviews are unsurpassed. Five and a half stars. (laughs) You don't want to know where that half came from. uh... Now that you know that, check us out on all major platforms. You can search for Spoils of Horror on all social media sites. Come and hang out with us. We'd love to see you. And your genitals. (laughs) Bye.
0: Welcome back.
1: All right, well, that was our uh, buddies over on the old Instagrams. Um, They love talking about weird shit, and that's why we're all friends with them. So, you know, it works. It definitely Uh, does. I love them so much. Oh, yeah. No, we love those guys. Give me some Uh, kisses. uh, Now you're making it weird, Nate. All right. (laughs) uh, I I think it's time that people get what they uh, click the link for. Let's uh, let's give them some interviews, Nate. Yes. why Why don't you segue us in?
0: Without further ado, here is our interview with L.C. Holt and Derek Worley.
1: All right, man. Well, uh, you're in the driver's seat, Bubba.
0: Sweet. What is up? Uh, we have with us today Elsie Holt and Derek Worley. Derek, who has been on the show before, and Elsie, a first-time comer on the show, but very stoked, and I am not saying this just to kiss ass. He was a part of one of my favorite home invasion movies of all time, Your Next, The Man with the Sheep Mask. Had watched another movie, and I was like, that's not how you do a home invasion movie. This is how you do it, and showed it to an ex, and we put on your necks. So I cannot say highly enough of that. And Derek had reached out saying, hey, LC has a new movie that he's working on that he is directing. His second feature, Watchdog, which currently has an Indiegogo happening right now. We're like 96% to goal, people. We have, by the time this airs... We're in the teens. We probably have like 17 days left. So let's just keep throwing them money. Elsie, please say hi to
2: everyone. Thank you, Nate. That's great to hear that, that you're your next fan. Cause you know, that's always nice to hear. Um, hello everybody. I'm Elsie. Uh, thanks for having me on It's an absolute pleasure. And I uh, look forward to talking to you about our new film watchdog, which as you said, Indigo goes, uh, still alive. And, um, just trying to to make it happen. It's going to be a great film. But now, uh, I'll talk about Time's Up and your next. Yeah, Blacksport. I'm
0: excited for Time's Up, your very first uh, debut that's not out quite yet. But do you have a time frame on that one?
2: Well, we're looking at the holiday season of this year, 2022. Nice. Um, now, there is some big news coming. Um,
0: we like big news over here.
2: Very soon. <laughs> but I, I am not allowed to say yet, so...
0: What's awesome is we've had Derek on the show before, and we did an IndieGoGo interview of him for Late Checkout. You both—is that how you two met?
2: Yeah, yeah, in person. Yeah, that's how we met. Yeah, we had worked with similar uh, people before, and we were, you know, kind of ran in the same circle. Um, But we, yeah, first met in person on Late Checkout.
0: Nice. So Charlie and I have been stoked for Late Checkout. Internally. oh am i here am i yes, am, am you're i here, here as well <laughs> yes okay. i was i thought maybe i was just here to nah, observe nah nah you and i had literally just recorded on thursday night and we were talking about like man when you get Derek back on the show let's just yeah. have him just, like we'll just do a movie and like at the end we can throw 20 minutes his way to do whatever he wants to do make it the Derek show yeah literally the next day like 48 Derek hours shoots I me a message yeah. going hey <laughs> got an opportunity you want in and i was like i'm down
4: <laughs> it's funny how those things work out you know and it's uh like i said i had so much fun my first time on here of course nate we've we've hung out on multiple occasions and yep getting to meet charlie and chat with you guys for a few hours last time even outside of the actual stream it was uh it was a ton of fun so i thought you know what what better opportunity than to, to uh uh, bring watchdog over to this and uh and talk a little bit about
0: that. Well have us just, you know, dive into horror because Watchdog is a home invasion movie. Mm-hmm. So we're talking what? Probably a singular location for
1: the most part.
2: You're correct. Yeah. Well, mostly just, it's it's one location. Yeah. Charlie um, and I absolutely dig these kind of movies.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm finding I like those a lot better now. we you can as long as people are creative enough with it where you're not just like are they still in that stupid room the whole time please get out but if you can make it entertaining and suspenseful it works and yeah i'm becoming a fan of it i haven't watched your next yet um my backlog of oh, dvds and movies that i need to watch oh, dude. are a mile long <laughs> and when you do a movie podcast we don't seem to do those that are on my watch list it's called let's do this movie from like 25 30 years ago sure man i'll go buy that blu-ray right now and watch it immediately yeah so no it, but it is on my watch list i've been wanting to watch your next and uh yeah and i think derek's a little tired of me i keep sending him ideas for kills uh in, <laughs> in, in, in our messenger chat i'll be like hey man belt sander and you know a hand starting and he'd be like okay i'm in i'm Draw it out for me. <laughs> I, I have going. a
4: notebook and I keep them all in a notebook. I legitimately do. I write everything down. And it, that's a little messed up, but it's like, hey, you never know when that's going to come in handy.
0: There's going to be was, one time when you're on a train and you're going to lose the notebook and then someone's oh going to think they found a serial killer's notebook. <laughs> I
1: was going to say, as long as the authorities surprised. don't find it, you're going to be fine, man. You have I like certain ones out. <laughs> crossed
0: out and then you have like a little tally <laughs>
1: at the bottom. Oh, the ones lost, you've actually done, Worley, it, <laughs> no. you know, it's oh,
0: Jesus. Cops are be, going through cold case something.
1: files like that. Really happened. One there time. was Hold the sandbelt <laughs> killer of
0: '79.
1: Elsie's <laughs> over there taking notes now. This is gold, guys. We're making a movie right after we're done with this one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you
2: never know. Yeah, one of these days, Charlie, you're going to watch a movie and one of these deaths is going to pop up. So, I, I'm excited. I'm Not always. Only- I can't, I can't not
1: talk about Derek on the shows anymore either, where I'm like, that kill was cool. Get Derek on the line yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: One of the kills going to look like a very big, tall, burly, bearded man. You're like, that guy looks kind of familiar. Not <laughs> yeah. realizing it's just a mirror image of yourself. Derek's been taking
1: weird pictures of me and pulling my pictures off of my Facebook and Instagram. And he's like, I've kind of got this mold of him going here. And all of a sudden, I'm going to die on screen. I'm be like, I wasn't even there. This is amazing. How did he (laughs) even do this? (laughs) I won't be mad, though, Derek, because you're not putting crap on my face. I'm claustrophobic. So, oh, if yeah. you're gonna do that, you gotta sculpt this beauty right here. you know and this you know
4: what I will do my best and <laughs> I, I will say there's always opportunity to die on screen in some of these movies. We always have those uh on screen death perks you should i say
0: I that. love that that is a perk <laughs> it
4: happens so much, and people love that stuff. We had a really cool one uh for for watchdog, which was uh be the first victim and you know people usually hop on that stuff uh, pretty quickly
0: and um, I know you also did uh a perk, it's already sold out, but, like, be a photograph of a victim?
2: Yeah. Like be a previous a, victim? Yeah, a photo yeah. of a past victim, yeah, which uh, those usually go well, too. The, the people getting their photos in there because you become a part of the story, you know? Yeah, definitely. And- I like
1: that. That's a, that's a creative perk. I don't think I've ever heard anyone be like, you get to be the photograph of a kill in the movie or a photograph of, yeah. you know, someone they're watching in the movie. I like that idea. We'll still get you to be all bloodied up and just...
0: On set for a day, right?
2: Yeah. Well, what it's going to be is you just uh, send in your photo. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's a newscast because the killer in Watchdog has taken other victims before this story begins and so you'll be one of the victims and you know on screen during the newscast and they're talking about you and stuff. So yeah, I mean I, I like that. I mean if I was buying this stuff, I'd kind of want to do some things where hey, I get to be in the world of the movie. I'm part of the story, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um,
0: definitely. Yeah. I would be the person to be like on the news saying like please do not share that picture of me dressed as 11 From stranger things (laughs) as like my my picture, you know. I'm
4: gonna buy that I'm gonna buy that perk just so I can send in that picture of you.
1: (laughs) Wait, I could send other pictures? Wait a second, this changes the game. Think about it, do it for a friend, it could be fun. Because Soul Patch Nate needs to be immortalized. Soul patch nate does not need to ever come back again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh but yeah it's my I mean, favorite picture stop it
4: the the on-screen deaths are always ones that people really seem to like um like like he brought up you know the photo of a past victim or like mi- missing posters missing posters are one that movies do pretty frequently as well um and one that's pretty unique about this project um are some of the like internships on set because I know uh we we, we just went live I, on Thursday. I
0: wanted to mention the bat of like
4: yeah you free. are
0: looking for an intern?
4: Yes, uh so we have two two uh openings and it's $300 come and be an FX internship for 2 days on set, but we also have um for 900 is uh be an actual intern on set as well and that's for uh how many day 5 days that's 5 days, yeah. 5 5 days yeah. on set for 900 bucks mm-hmm. and it's like, you know in talking to lc before i mean i said the same thing in our live stream uh, a few days ago that if i was new and just getting into this or even back when i was if this had been an option that's totally what i would have done to kind of get my foot in the door just to show yeah. up on set
0: i mean if you're wanting to get started mm-hmm. um let me ask you this, this LC, cheaper than a
1: college course just it is you, know, you, might, you might as well just Master get classes and stuff thrown it's right option. into the fire and that's the some people just learn better like that, you know?
2: I totally yeah. agree. I, know, I do you, too. Yeah, I've always learned better from from doing, from Hands-on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, that's the best way to learn anything is to just do it. You fail, you get back up, but you're better when you go forward. Yeah,
1: well, the key mm-hmm. is you have to fail. You're not going to be perfect out of the gate. So, you're not going to get better unless you do fail every once in a while. So,
2: and I mean, you know, I was talking to someone just the other day about like just me, you know, like my career in general, um, because I've been an actor. I've been in this for over 20 years, but really as an actor for 20 years about. And, um, you know, uh, someone was talking to me about, you know, career and do you get, you know, jaded or whatever. And for me, the reason I think I'm so, not jaded about things is because for like the first 10 years of my career, I was doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, But it was not stuff that really set the world on fire in terms of my personal career. I was working with people whose careers were going up, but it really wasn't until I did your next, which was about 10 years into my career that um, that, you know, I took off. So it was good to fail for about 10 years because the 10 years and plus that have followed it seems all the sweeter because I know what it was like, you know, when it wasn't just handed to you or something, you know? So yeah. I, I think it's very important. I think that the, the, the worst kind of people you usually meet are the people that get everything for free and don't work for it. You know? Yeah. The ones that well, are just
0: handed to you on a yeah. cherry plate. Um, and I think that's one of the things that's great about your career is seeing like you start out as basically like an extra in Tim Burton's big fish And then, you know, here you are directing your own movie. Like, how scary is that? To think like, all right, you know what? I've been seeing like what all these other guys are doing. Let me put my own flavor on it.
2: Well, I was was lucky because I've been doing this kind of under the radar for a long time. Like when I was in college, every semester I would make a short film you know? Okay. And, uh, so it was sort of like, but I didn't show it to people because I knew that, uh, you know, years from now I'll look back and think this is bad, you know, and then I won't be stuck with it. That's how you practice, right? Exactly. (laughs) That's how you practice under the radar, not seen by anybody other than you and the people that you were doing it with. And uh, of course, back then, this was before digital editing. So this was like, I was editing VCR to VCR. This was in college. I (laughs) was so Old, like, the, my senior year of college is when I first worked with a vid, um, digital editing program, and it's like crazy. To me, senior year <laughs> of college, it was like I'm so old. It's but... funny you mentioned this,
1: Elsie. Like, I... These are young bucks, right here, man. I was born in 80, so oh, you know, these. These are babies. That yeah, we're it, we, we the young ones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My guy up here, Charlie, he knows what I'm talking about. That's but there,
0: like, I try to make a TikTok video and I can't because I can't figure out how to digitally edit it whatsoever. I'm like, how the hell do you? Where do you look at in the camera? I don't understand whatsoever.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's so practicing a lot before to answer your question and having no one see it, I think helped me. So it's it's actually I'm. I've directed more things than people know about, but I consider myself having only directed three movies, which was *Spiritus*, um, which was the first thing I did, and then *Times Up*, and then uh, *and then Watchdog*. I-, I think
0: that's also kudos to you with like *Times Up* still going to be coming out, and you're like, you know what? Keep the ball rolling. Like I already have another script in the bag. Let's start this IndieGoGo. Let's get *Watchdog* made next. And *Times Up* is it correct that was filmed in Portland, Maine?
2: It was right in the middle of January. Oh, how cold was that? It was ungodly cold. (laughs) I mean, just ungodly cold. And I was out luckily we did like I it was I think 20 day shoot. And the first couple weeks were all interiors for the most part. And then that last week, man, was was all exteriors. And I would stand there. And as a director, you're on the set the whole time, you know.
0: Yeah, you don't get a break. And,
2: that. and then you would look over at the puddle of water that was liquid when you first got there. And now it's solid. And you think, my body's been out here the same amount of time. So what's happening inside of me? Well, you your know. blood is now solid. Exactly. <laughs> and um, some of the cold, it was the coldest I've ever been on a, on a film set. I've since worked on a movie as an actor not as a director, where I was, it was my second coldest experience. And of all things that was shot in the desert. But yeah. what a lot of people don't know the desert is desert freezing, freezing at night. At night. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Usually as director. Like, I'd have, have a, I'd ice have a heat igloo. That's what I would have as a director
1: heat igloo. That's what I want. No, you can't be in my igloo. I'm watching the monitor. You guys do what I tell you freeze. <laughs> they, they do this video
4: village inside of those, uh, uh, canopies and put up the walls yeah. and have some heaters and stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah, hey man, man. I'll I'll come be a grip on the movie, man. I'll build you all kinds of cool shit. But like you <laughs> you want a little tent with heat? I got you, man. No problem. We'll get it done.
2: <laughs> Making See, note I, of this. I needed yep. you and I needed you in on time's up is what that mm-hmm. that was. That's it, man. Yeah.
0: I'll build anything. And Watch yeah. watchdog's being filmed in Alabama.
2: It is so nice. The other, other extreme, but so now works. you're going to be
0: dealing with the heat
2: and the humidity. Well, we're shooting it in September, so it'll be milder than like right now in Alabama. It's incredibly hot. Um, oh yeah, oh, swelteringly yeah. hot. But and since it's all nights, the watchdog takes place over the course of a single night, so that'll help us too, because. You know, obviously, summer nights in Alabama, sometimes they're like 85 degrees still, you know. But by the time we get to September, I think it'll be milder at night. It might be a little comfortable.
0: Nice. Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's also like I am noticing just from Derek alone and then your own career, Elsie, there seems to be a Midwest horror group, right? Of filmmakers. And you guys are just bouncing back and forth and helping each other out, get your projects made. yeah. Because if I see Derek's on something, Hannah Fearman from the first VHS movie is involved. <laughs> and if Hannah Fearman's involved, then it's like Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp is involved. And yeah. then it goes into Cheney Morrow from Haunt is involved. Like, it's yeah. really cool to see all of you guys kind of uh, collaborate together. And I yeah. want to know more about this. How is this all happening? You it's, all seem to be the
2: best horror friends. The Rat so... Pack of horror. I've I've heard this, I've heard this, this title before the Rat Pack of Horror. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's, it's wild. We did a, uh, it was myself along with, uh, Mouse Parks, Bailey Harrington and, uh, Dan Kearney, uh, we're all promoting, um, late checkout pretty early on. And Dan had, had brought up that it was kind of called like the Rat Pack of Horror. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of these people that have been working together, you know, Elsie, Hannah, felissa dan uh I, I would include kamara cole in that because she's been in a lot of the projects with us yeah i see her um, name pop um, yeah, up a lot we want to get her on the podcast with you yeah i mean there's 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 a ton of uh these people that it seems like we're all working on a lot of the same stuff and it seems like you know uh and watchdog is a really good example of this because um on watchdog you know we have it's uh myself we have elsie uh cheney morrow felissa rose are all doing it but it's like we were all also just on um late checkout but then it's like myself dan kearney uh kamara uh hannah lc felissa are all doing macabre mountain as well so it's like uh we we all kind of back each other up and when it comes time for someone to make their own project you know we bring someone else in because um my friend tony who directed the undesirables back in march that i did fx for is directing macabre mountain so it's like Felissa took such a liking to him and what he did on that film that uh, her and Hannah recommended him for that project and he ended up getting the gig and uh oh, that's when awesome. I, you know I had met nice. Felissa on dark circles and she's like oh I gotta get you on more stuff that I'm working on and then she you know and then uh, obviously meeting LC on you know late checkout and then we started talking about watchdog and then it, it's yeah. it really shows how small small world you know with all of this but also when you find people that you enjoy working with, you you continue to work with them.
0: It seems like yeah, like you guys get along so well. Why mm-hmm. not just keep the yeah. good vibes going? You build, a, but, it,
1: you build a community.
2: It's just yeah, just gonna happen, you know. For it's, sure. You know. I, it's and it's not. It's never. It was never intentional. Like mm-hmm. I don't think any of us decided we we're going to be like a group. It just kind of happened that way, and yeah. uh, and we all just end up doing a lot of stuff together all the time. And I'm very happy I, I, you know, I have a very talented group of friends and um, I, I always enjoy working with all of the people that you mentioned Derek. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah they're they're all fantastic people and you know it's uh, I think the, the most satisfying thing for me personally through doing this is uh, you know I've been working with a lot of friends from like Kentucky and Indiana and uh, you know even though we're very small time in comparison to movies like you know Your Next or VHS or whatever, um, you know, we've all been building our careers. And so when I got in close with Felissa and Hannah through doing Dark Circles, uh, when Tony was casting for, he's like, Do you think we could get Felissa and Hannah in? So I called them both up and they both said yes. And then, you know, they all kind of liked them. So, like, oh, why don't you guys come work on this? And then, uh, like you saw on Late Checkout, you know, you had worked with uh, my friend Jaron on Phantom Fun World. And mm-hmm. uh, I got Jaron involved on uh, Late Checkout. And then it's like, it, it's just—it's crazy how you know you're able to make all these new friends, and then introduce this friend group to this friend group, and then everyone likes each other, and then you know the community just builds and builds. And right. and um, like Elsie said, it's never really uh something that you're setting out to do. It kind of just happens, and it's like, oh, I have a person for that. And then when I think just is grows.
0: great, yeah, because of it growing. A lot of these movies are all going to be coming out very soon as mm-hmm. well, because like you guys are just you're pumping them out like here comes this one and the next one um it, it's
4: out of control <laughs> it's yeah in the best way and, but
0: like i look at and i'm not trying to just mention this because you were in an lc but like with adam wingard in vhs and like t west and like you see where those guys were back in 2010 to 2014 let's say that little four-year time period and now adam's you know made godzilla versus kong Yeah. Well, you know, I,
2: I, Adam and I, we started out together. I've known him since he was 19. Wow. Um, We're both from Alabama. Um, And the first film he directed that was a feature I was in. And then we ended up doing four movies together. uh, Me and Adam Wingard. And uh, he's still a very good friend of mine. And I'm very, but he's the kind of guy, I mean, it doesn't shock me that he's doing Godzilla versus King Kong because he was one of these guys that you meet him and you just know instantly this is, this, guy is like, like, this, this guy's different. Like this guy's got a vision beyond he's this guy's something, you know? Yeah. There, uh, there's
1: just people out there that just, they put that out to the world. Yeah. You know, they're not doing it on purpose either. It's just how they are naturally, you know? And that's, yeah. they got, they got the thing, the it, I guess. Fact.
0: <laughs> it's one of those things. It's, it's crazy. When you see someone go from a movie that has a budget of like a million bucks to, Hey, we're going to throw $200 million at you.
2: Well, hey, man, you know, a million dollars with your next, but you know, the second movie that me and Adam uh, were, did together, him directing and me acting in, we did it for three thousand dollars. Wow. insane! We shot it in my a part of it in my grandmother's backyard and ended up premiering at the Rome Film Festival and had oh all these critical <laughs> accolades. And it really got Wingard even more than the first movie we did. Uh, it got Wingard going like his career going because of the critics loved right. this movie called pop skull that we did. And, uh, and we'd already done one movie before that, that Adam directed. I was in with Bill Mosley and, and Tommy tolls and Tiffany Shepes and, you know, called homesick. And you would think that was the one that, that blew it up. But really it was, um, it was pop skull. It was the second one we did. Three thousand dollars. Awesome. I'm interested
1: to see that just because of the budget. I'd like to see. I yeah. got to see what you guys That's did with insane. it. That's insane. I like I, how Derek looks surprised. You guys have been friends for a while, and Derek's like, "I had no idea. About that. I had no idea. <laughs> this <laughs> is <laughs> new information to me. Yeah, that, that,
4: <laughs> it, it, it's really cool, but it just it does go to show that you know a lot of the movies we're working on have anywhere from about a twenty thousand to about eighty thousand dollar budgets, and it's like we're turning out some. R- and i'm biased but i g- do genuinely from the outside looking in genuinely putting out quality material in like films that would rival stuff you see on netflix it would rival stuff you see oh on that's TV. what i would say Things like and yeah. i mean we're putting out some really good stuff and everybody's like firing on all cylinders i mean it doesn't matter what department it is everybody is delivering and um you know i i really think you'll be seeing some of this stuff streaming in places you'll be able to buy it you know uh out and about get it on dvd and blu-ray and uh i mean with some of these distribution deals and stuff and it's it does go to show that you don't need millions and millions and hundreds of thousands of dollars to make a good movie you just need a really good vision and very um talented qualified people and and i think we've found the formula for that
0: you guys i believe have and like having that vision that dedication like, it will not surprise me when this movie comes out, if it ends up hitting on Shutter, for example, mm-hmm. and that's where it finds its audience. Um, and it, like, we're in this new, still new to us of like, if you want a movie to catch your eye, is it the poster that's doing it or like just that brief, you know, like on Netflix, for example, where it shows like the first 30 seconds when you're just scrolling mm-hmm. and you see like a title, and you go, all right, what's Watchdog about? And you just watch it. And it's like, oh, this is a home invasion movie. I'm home alone by myself on a Friday night. I'm going to pick this. Yeah. And then, you know, 90 to 110 minutes later, you're going to be like, okay, like, w- what else did this guy do? And then, like, if you're like me, after you watch something, you're like, okay, LC Holt. Oh, shit, this was the dude that was in VHS. Like, oh, nice. Like, he's worked with these, you know, other people. Yeah. And that's how it happens of, like, you just go into a, a rabbit hole essentially
1: yeah. basically yeah. that's
0: being what it a horror into, nerd it. i mean that's what i do yeah oh, absolutely
2: and watchdog and it, is is one of those cool things too because as you said it is a home invasion movie and you know obviously i'm known for invading at least one home at least one uh, <laughs> yeah and uh but I, I didn't even think about that in my mind like i wasn't thinking well i'm gonna do like my my home invasion movie you know your next actually wasn't in my mind at all when i was writing watchdogs very different kind of movie in fact fangoria did an article about this movie watchdog uh that we're doing nice um, and they called it a reverse home invasion movie which i think is the best way of putting it because what the movie is about really is inviting something dark and evil into your house and you trying to get out of the house once it's there alive you know
0: which like once i like that yeah i was reading up on it, i was like oh last house on the left vibes we're getting out of this
2: Hmm. That's a, you know yeah. I never thought about that. That's
0: where I was going with it. And I was like, ah, oh, like if they're inviting this person in, hmm, what's going to happen here? And I
4: and I think what's really going to sell it because again, when I read the script, I and I like what you brought up about Netflix, like showing the first thirty seconds or so of a film. Is this movie starts off with quite quite a bang, I think, and then you know you start at this peak and it kind of goes down and then you start like leveling out and then when it takes off it takes off. And, uh, I've said it a million times. This is the first script I've read that has given me like anxiety reading to where I was just like flipping nice. through the pages. Like, am I, am I taking all the notes I need to take? Because I'm just like so anxiously going through <laughs> it and, um, in the, in the best way. And it's just, right. I think the dynamics between, you know, our lead with Cheney and, uh, you know, the, and I, I obviously I don't want to give too much away, No spoilers there. Between Cheney and uh, his wife Celeste in the film, and then her parents, and just the dynamic there, I think is going to be a huge selling point for that role reversal in the home invasion aspect of it. Um, I just, I think it's it's in the best way. And correct me, LC, if if I'm wrong in saying this, but taking something we're familiar with, such as a home invasion movie, we've all seen one at one point or another but kind of flipping it on its head and giving it a new angle that'll bring fresh eyes to it.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's always for me, the, the goal is, you know, to make something where you're not doing the exact same thing you've seen before. So how how do you flip it? But at the same time, not do the, you know, the quote that this is, it's one of those words, you know, that people use a lot, but subverting expectations, you know, yep. yeah. and a lot of times people will use that as like a kind of a negative thing, but because you have to be careful because it can be negative. If you, mm-hmm. if you subvert it too much and you're making fun of something, mm-hmm. then that's not good. But if you can subvert it just enough to where it feels fresh and new and different, um, you know, right. that's kind of what I, what I want to go for you know and then this movie i think in a way well, charlie you, you you can relate to me on this one i know because growing up in the early 90s there were certain movies that um of, were of a certain vein and i think like watchdog is the distant cousin of movies like unlawful entry or uh, bad influence yep. or nice. you know the comfort of strangers those films where there was like the normality of life and then one dark element comes into it and tears it completely to pieces. Yeah,
1: you, you turn it, you turn everything upside down. You know, you you take what you're comfortable with, and then you just shake up the the snow globe basically and mess with everyone inside of it. You the know, snow it's, globe.
2: It's I, so I, ironic that you say that. <laughs> 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 I have
1: I, 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 I'm these guys. I, normally, I'm a huge like trailer guy, and I'll read stuff. But here lately, I've been like. I don't want to know anything cuz I want to I would love to walk into a movie not even knowing the title. Like knowing nothing, no no movie poster, no title, no trailer. Sit me in a dark theater and start a movie. Yeah, me too. I think that's an experience everyone should have at least once in their life. Um and it's kind of um it, you know, independent, it was still had a big budget. But I I had bought Nobody last year. You know, fantastic action movie. Of course, I'm the action half of the podcast. I got the DVD Blu-ray and I gave my dad the DVD and I said, put it in the DVD player. Don't look at the cover. Don't look up anything online. Do nothing but hit play. And he next time I saw him, he's like, holy shit. That movie was amazing. And I didn't know anything about it. And I loved every second. And I'm like, I want that experience at some point, especially with a horror movie. Especially with something that's really going to, like you're saying, take what I'm comfortable with and mess with it. I want to experience that raw. You know, we feel you guys film movies. I say we, I feel like I'm part of this community, but you know, when you're filming the movie, you're not filming it as if the people already kind of know a little bit about the movie. You start filming it as if no one knows anything, which is the most pure way of doing it. But then you got to get a trailer out. Uh, Then I got to get people interested. Oh, what kind of awesome poster is going to show, you know, the guy with the welding mask on his face, you know. But in the movie, you try to make these reveals as, whoa, holy crap, that's amazing. I wasn't expecting that.
4: What's crazy about that, too, is when you film it on set, everything's out of order. So it's like if you have no context, you're just like what's going on? Like, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. really, bizarre. I can only imagine <laughs> uh,
0: but
4: that, I will say that's kind of one of the things that kind of like, I don't want to, I'm not, not talking bad about like, you know, crowdfunding because it's, it's a beautiful one. No, it, it,
1: it's a, but it's a tool. Exactly it, what you it, said. It does
4: suck sometimes because you almost have to give more away than what you want to, sure. to get people interested. You know, you can't yeah. just throw up a poster and a little synopsis and people be like, yeah, take my money people want to know more people want to know well what is my money going to and i respect that entirely but yeah, that's it, true yes it, it does ruin the kind of excitement the experience that, that experience and the magic of you know just seeing a trailer and then going and seeing a movie you know or, yeah and yeah. that's why it what has to kind of suck a little bit for the people who like get to come on set and see stuff because it's like oh man you're getting to see some of the spoilery stuff and uh yeah and that that's no fun but you know it's uh everyone seems to enjoy it and have a good time one way or another and i think that's the most important thing but uh being able to just like see a trailer or not even see that maybe just see a poster because growing up in the hollywood video and blockbuster days just grabbing a vhs because oh this cover's cool i don't even know what it's about but i'm gonna i'm gonna rent it and then just going in blind like that and uh That's That's the closest
1: I think anyone could have got from that generation, Oh, you know, is look, that cover is what made you, especially if it never got into the theater, you know, that cover is going to be like, okay, I want to watch this. You know, we do our bit on the show where it's the back of the VHS. Mm -hmm. That's our synopsis now, because that's what would have grabbed us when we wanted to watch a movie absolutely. And you know, it, 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 it we are a product of our time right now. Unfortunately, it's it's consumption consumption how fast can you get me? That was an amazing series. I want to binge all 20 episodes in a weekend and not wait till every Friday night to watch it, you know, like we you know me and LC grew up with, you know, if you wanted to watch a show, you got it like every once a week, then it took a break. Then after summertime, fall would roll around. We'd get the second part of that season. And well, that's how we lived our lives. Now my kids are like, I watched 10 episodes of Mandalorian on a Saturday. And you're like.
2: And if, if it was one of your favorite shows too, you better be good with that VCR remote. To oh, record yes. it. oh because yeah. Because if you watched the episode and it was like a really good one, you you were like, oh, God, I didn't record it. And I'm not going to have to wait two years for that to be and in real. Well, they here. air it again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that, Reading the reader, you know, the, the
1: newspaper every week going, are they showing it today? No, at 2am, it's coming back on, on a rerun. I'm going to set yeah. the VCR to record it.
4: I, I've been seeing everyone post because, you know, I, I enjoy Stranger Things. You know, I'm hip, I'm cool. Uh, and, you know, and, I mean, th- this this whole season, they made a whole character based on me and didn't even hire me. Come on. Yeah. But yeah, like how frustrating you was make... that when it was like
0: it was just the two of us? And I'm like, like, oh, oh okay, th- thanks. Netflix. When do I get my
4: check? Uh, but so many people are posting. I have to wait till 2024 for the next season. I was like, do you not remember when you'd see a movie in the theater and then a year later it'd come out on VHS?
2: Yeah, or oh, yeah. to
4: or to get a sequel, you'd wait six or seven years and then get your sequel. Like, y'all not remember that? Like, waiting two years, a year and a half, maybe to get your next season of Stranger Things. Like, I we we got it pretty lucky, I, I yeah. think, in, in comparison to to how it was. Uh, you know, I I grew up through the mid late nineties. You know, and uh, even then, when I was a kid growing up, watching my favorite cartoons or shows, uh, you know, watching TV guide and like trying to figure out, okay, when's this on? Or flipping through, gaze through the guide at a time to be like, oh, okay, Saturday, that's playing. I I I just remember watching Channel
0: 3 as it would just scroll through the channels and you're like, you got to make sure you're paying attention. All right, what's coming on Comedy Central? And if I look down or let the dog out and then Comedy Central pass, (laughs) you i to got to wait again. But thankfully, they have a really cool commercial (laughs) the whole time to keep you entertained. Then you start watching that and you're like, ah, shit. I missed
2: it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, if you, it's um, if you wanted to get something before VHS, you had to buy it on pay per view. You remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was yeah. on that scrolling channel. At the, there would be half of the screen would be the scrolling, and the top half would be like the same preview of the pay per view going over and over and over, and over, and over yep. again. Yeah. And Different to, time, guys. Different yeah. time,
1: man. <laughs> now everything is consumable. There's multiple streaming sites, which is great for you guys. I mean, for independent movie makers now. It's kind of like a smorgasbord of where you can even get put out. And Where's it does, your options? Yeah, yeah. you have the ability to, you know, bounce around a little bit. And I'm sure it's difficult to even get picked up by, you know, some streaming services, but the it is there, especially if you've proven yourself once or twice. You know, and they're like, OK, this these people are putting out good content. Let's let's get them on the next one that they're ready to do. You know, let's get it on Tubi. Let's get it on Shudder something like that. You know, even my local Walmart, there's like an entire section of Shudder movies, mm-hmm. even though it's streaming. They're all on Blu-ray. You know, oh, yeah. all I'm waiting for now is to see like late checkout, you know, eventually maybe watch dog because I'm going to pick them up, take
2: pictures of them, you know, and just put them all over Facebook. <laughs> you know, you guys well, you made know. it.
1: You're <laughs> at Walmart now. Yeah. yeah,
2: there's a there's a weird thing. Of it. you got to watch out sometimes with horn and, and the Walmart, though, because uh, no, know, if you knew this, but on VHS, too, if you buy it in Walmart, uh, like my my face getting blown off. Yes. Yeah out of the movie are you yeah. serious it digitizes yeah, yeah. It, it, i put the the gun to my yeah. to my chin there and then when i pull the trigger it like digitizes and then i'm just gone and then i, I sit still... back up
0: yeah you know, it's one of the most haunting scenes when well, they change the name horror. of movies
4: too i so i yeah I, I, wor- I worked for a distribution company out in la uh rlj entertainment who has a partnership with shutter to put their stuff out physically um and when i was out there working for them there were certain movies we'd get that they had stipulations on what you could and could not show on the covers mm. uh content there within as well as names when deathgasm came out they changed it to heavy metal apocalypse yep it was uh, totally Satanic different panic they changed it to just panic yeah i remember so that one we had one. to make multiples of certain covers of of movies for the different releases and stuff like that cuz they're very particular it, It's, it's very bizarre to me because it's, it's like true. when they used to carry like the censored CDs, you know the clean. Yeah, versions they, yeah, yeah. They would and, mm-hmm. the
1: clean versions of you know Metallica, clean versions of Slayer. Yeah, you're right, like, yeah. That does shouldn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, this is not a thing. You know, but <laughs> the, even the, the radio, it, the radio like, we're not even going to play the song if you're going to make us edit it. So you yeah, know? yeah.
0: What if what it's, we do this for Watchdog, we we automatically make a censored version for Walmart, and we just call it Dog. And then people were like, oh man, this is going to be a movie about a dog. And they just pick it up. Now we just increase your sales because everyone likes dogs. It, it's genius. true. It's,
1: it's, but you don't edit the movie in reality. You don't edit the movie whatsoever. The cover. I
4: mean, it's just <laughs> a just, dog and just dog and people put a be dog. Like, Wait a second. Yeah, you just, get like just Mark Patton just
0: getting licked it. by a dog and he's looking real happy as the <laughs> well, cover.
2: You know, but then we'd have to compete with that. Didn't Channing Tatum just do one called Dog? Didn't he just do a movie called Dog? He Roll did, but then people like, are no. thinking,
0: hey, I'm going to buy that Channing Tatum movie. And next thing yeah. they know,
2: they're getting
1: L.C. <laughs> Holt
0: fright fest of a film
1: True. so that you want them to become the ones that always try to jump on the big marketed movie you know like the the jurassic that arcs, God, godzilla versus it's,
0: kong it's giant angry ape versus lizard
1: exactly <laughs> yeah you know, hey, i don't know I how it. they make those movies so fast man those, those, <laughs> those, those guys are Genius. champs yeah. their
4: marketing is spectacular i gotta um, it.
2: i have a bit of, tri- uh, of trivia there that you won't find on uh on the internet movie database. Oh, uh, bring it. You know that uh, my father was uh, dated Chang Tatum's mother in high school.
0: What? Fantastic. What?
2: They were <laughs> high school sweethearts. Yeah.
1: Holy cow. Wow. That is wild. And uh,
2: Miss K, that's her name. Call, we always call her Miss K. She lives about 20 minutes from me right now. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Heard it here first, there first everybody. This is wow. this is that breaking information. Get her in a
0: movie. There we go. There's <laughs> yeah, option. like, and then you just this is starring Channing Tatum's mom,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we just don't we don't even use her name. It's just Miss K. Yeah, Ms. exactly. K. K.
1: <laughs> you kill her every movie. She just dies. She's one of the main kills in it, and that's that's her whole shtick. She just that dies would be in every movie. So
4: so rad. <laughs> I'm uh, just... I'm super excited, and you know, I just again I, it, I think it's super awesome that we even have the ability. Uh, to get a lot of these indie movies on streaming. You know, it, it's, I, I've talked about this with a couple people, that it does feel like how in the 80s there was a lot of, you know, independent stuff coming out on a regular basis. And, I mean, there's so many crazy, ridiculous horror movies through the 80s and 90s and a lot of straight-to-video stuff specifically in the 90s. And I feel like we're in a indie movie renaissance right now where it's like there's Almost so, so yeah. much coming out and yeah. there's so many people working on things. And a lot of them are starting to get decent distribution deals. Some of them are landing on Amazon, Tubi. I mean, Peacock. I mean, sometimes they're landing on Netflix and Shudder. And it's just like being involved with that. And for so many fans, you know, you guys included, myself included, being able to put money towards something like that and help get it made is just a crazy concept entirely. You know, it's it's allowing fans to be involved with. The industry that they care about you know and I, I saw a lot of bands doing it there back in the late 2010s uh starting to be like hey we're doing a kickstarter help us make our new album uh one of my favorite metal bands obituary did that back in 2014 and they released an album that way and it did yeah, great not? yeah uh, you know and now seeing movies doing it and um seeing so many different names you know people like lc and hannah and felissa being attached to these films and you know, them even pushing to help it get made. And uh it's it's just an amazing thing seeing so many incredible people making so many different things and it's it is almost overwhelming. Like I, I have a Facebook friend, uh oh God, I forget the guy's name, but he was he showed me a screenshot of his Indiegogo and in over the last year and a half he has donated to over hundred and fifty different independent films. And he said usually it's just buying like buying a Blu-ray perk. Or buying yeah. like a cheap associate, But it's producer. something
0: as simple as that. Like you guys have a yeah. perk on here where it's 15 bucks for a special thanks in the credits. Yeah. That's awesome. Like yeah. most yeah. of us have 15 bucks if we want to truly support something. I'm going to throw 15 bucks your way, you know, not a problem whatsoever. If you can afford
4: McDonald's, like you can afford to get a movie. I literally get
0: $12 at Taco Bell because I hate myself. (laughs) I will throw you guys more than that. And I don't hate myself for that, you know, but your guys' perks are personable. Like there are um, Zoom call parties that you're going to
2: do where you get to like hang out with Elsie yeah i'm hanging you out, get with to right hang out with
0: it's worth it <laughs>
2: <laughs> you get to hang out with not just me though uh, felissa rose will be there Wes robinson who's uh cheney morrow celeste
4: and if you've yeah. not hung out with either cheney morrow west robinson celeste plus <laughs> any of these people elsie included it's a great bunch let me tell you i mean you get elsie and cheney together and it's Good times are had by all. I can assure you. Oh my you. god, I there can't you. even
0: imagine. <laughs> oh, dude,
4: Chaney is unfreaking real. When we did yeah. the live stream with him, and he was doing his goofy trivia thing, man. I mean, Cheney is a blast. He is, he is such a, such a great yeah, time. I saw and he Melissa, was. Uh... Oh god, she is wonderful, truly.
0: Yeah, she seems like a total sweetheart of a human being. Yeah, Felissa oh,
2: no. can uh, make me laugh very easily, and it's the same with with Cheney. Like Chaney is. He's entertaining without even trying to be like it's just somehow it happens, like it's never boring. with yeah. <laughs> right. His existence that,
0: is hilarious, it's hilarious. The man rolled high on his
1: charisma check. There yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. Tough, well, yeah, he's you guys are talking about the perks. Why don't we just go ahead and let him go through what the yeah, perks what's some of your guys' right favorite right perks? Yeah.
2: Oh, That's a good one. Um, I think one of the coolest ones, if I was to be totally honest, uh, I'll have two. Uh, one is the Mark Patton bundle, mm-hmm. which that uh, which I think we were talking about a little bit earlier, but you get a special thanks for that, and Mark will do a cameo with you, a um, uh, face mask, a pin, signed 8x10, all from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, and then that signed Scream Queen vinyl uh, soundtrack record, which uh, again, alone, that's I love that. Uh, and all that signed and for 200 bucks, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's incredible
0: that you guys got Mark Patton. Cause the man has not really done much after nightmare on Elm street part two. I mean, it seems like he's starting to get comfortable in the camera again. Um, so like, this is awesome. Like to have that, yeah. like a and, horror legend is in your movie.
2: And he's coming back in a, in a big way. I think, you know uh, he just did a movie that hasn't come out yet called swallowed. Uh, in which he plays like a really nasty bad guy. Um, And uh, I think that's going to really help a lot he's getting hugely great reviews for that because it's so different than what you would think of if you know mark you know or no know nice. in i've seen i've him. seen his
1: name pop up more and more around the convention circuit mm-hmm. uh where i'm involved with it down here and it, it's kind of nice when you start seeing things like man he hasn't done a whole lot you know that's that's kind of a good get and now like nate said that he's more comfortable yeah. getting out into the public and you know you know meeting the people and the fans and now to see him in movies you know I I like to see him kind of go that route of Felicia Rose where she she's really embraced that that entire air, you know, part of being an actress that was somewhat forgot about almost for, you know, the 90s and stuff like that. And now she's like, boom, here I am everyone wants me in a movie everyone wants to talk to me and you know she is just she radiates energy i'd follow her on instagram and mm-hmm. she's even in a movie that isn't even a horror kind of horror movie i guess Nate, it's an action horror movie that we just uh did an interview with the guy and he's like yeah felicia rose is in this one too and it's like it's amazing she's just she's in them she's just out there working and i love it
2: yeah yeah yeah, Hopefully Mark is a, can get that way. Yeah. If you haven't, if you haven't seen Scream Queen, the documentary, it explains why he took such a long break. Um, yeah. And it's a hell of a story, man. What a life! Um, but he's really come back in a, in, a, in a really cool way, and has a lot of great things to, to say uh, about his experiences away from the camera and right. everything he's kind of learned. And yeah great guys love mark
1: that's a great perk then i think you know that that's a good one so what's some of the other perks you got going on
2: well the others the second one i was saying that i really like is this uh executive producer perk which it sounds like it's just the executive producer but there's we actually have a perk that's a you can get a zoom call with me and felissa and uh it'll be private zoom call so we'll dish all the dirt with you um they have a casting crew signed script and poster um course you get the executive producer credit and then you get two tickets to the premiere and Fantastic. Uh, we've cut the price on that back by 33 so all that's just a thousand dollars um nice
1: so you yeah you can't beat that that's you know i know some people are like get those knee-jerk reactions of oh god what is it i think derek it was something we talked about earlier was like getting the the cast signed posters Mm -hmm. if you tried to go do that after the fact the amount of conventions you'd have to go to whether they're even doing conventions Mm -hmm. would be astronomical compared to do the back you know do the backer through indiegogo Mm -hmm. and you secure it you know get it while all the people are sitting there yeah you know Derek will splash a little blood on it and it'll all be good, you know. (laughs) And that was (laughs) here's
4: the thing. If you if you go to cons, because I've been attending cons since 2010. So I've been doing it for 12 years. Yeah. And I remember getting George Romero's autograph for 25 bucks in 2010, you know, right Mm -hmm. up until the day he died, I think he was charging almost sixty to eighty range by that point. You know, I I met Jeff Goldblum, I paid eighty dollars for that autograph, you know. But if if you go to a lot of horror cons, you're gonna pay. 20 to 40, even upwards of 60 for an autograph. Yep. For the amount of people you're getting to sign this poster or this script or this DVD or Blu-ray, whatever, you're not going to be able to get not only Felissa, Mark Patton, Celeste, Elsie, Chaney, Wes, but like myself, Jaron, Jakey, all the people who are going to be there are going to be signing this and tracking all of us down, those who are at cons and those who aren't, Getting to those cons, the amount of money you'd put into something like that, you'll never be able to get it for the price we we set these no. things at. Uh, it, it's it's a grand deal. When you look at something like the executive producer you know a thousand dollars, you're getting a private Zoom call with the director and one of our you know lead stars of this film, where you get a very intimate one-on-one conversation with them to talk about the film, you know other projects they've done and and what it's like. Uh, tickets to the premiere. And if you've never been to a film premiere, they are so much fun. You yeah. get to see the movie on a big screen, meet the cast and crew. Sometimes there's Q and A's and just the atmosphere is so much fun. Uh, and you but, get a
1: title. You know, I mean, you get to you, say you I'm get, the, executive uh, the executive
4: producer. This is what I s-
0: did on my vacation. Yes, yeah. It's an integral
4: yeah. part. in you know, getting to do all this stuff for a thousand bucks. I mean, I don't think people realize quite the value that you get with that. Cause as right. a person who has been a fan for so long, but then is also now doing it and has been doing it for quite some time. It, it It is a, it is a really good deal. And, you know, especially with that Mark Patton perk, which again, I can't say enough about, I love nightmare on Elm street too. I, I think Matt, Mark, I'm sorry. I, so I think Mark, Mark gives an incredible performance in that film. And, oh, uh, you know, it's just the effects in it are great. The soundtrack's great. Freddie has never looked better. And, um, you know to get the screams the scream queen soundtrack which is an incredible score on vinyl the hot pink mask, vinyl the pen, all that <laughs> stuff man yeah. it, it's it's insane all this yeah. stuff that you're getting plus the one-on-one uh the cameo you know one of those personalized shout outs from mark himself i mean that's a pretty cool thing and again like i've said a million times with lc on these live streams i mean Overall, it's bragging rights, man. Like, you get to yes. tell people, hey, I got this movie made, and look at all this cool stuff I have to show for it. You know, you're, you're a fan that gets to live the dream, and there's nothing yeah. that can beat that.
2: And your name will be on it forever, too. You yeah, know? I mean, right. it's like people ask me about uh, your next and stuff. And, um, you know, there were a few things on that movie that actually did get signed by all the cast while we were there Mm -hmm. and i don't know what happened to them or who got them but uh nowadays people say well how do i get my your next poster signed by you and Charney and joe and lane and ty west and and you know simon barrett and adam and the answer really honestly is you probably won't unless you because we're it could be people have been trying Uh, 10 years after that movie came out, which was just recently, you know, people have always been talking about doing like a reunion thing at a con and stuff. But I'll tell you, and this is nothing bad, but there are people in that movie who do not want to do that. Mm -hmm. So you're not, you're not going to, the chances of all of us getting together are very slim. now. You never know. So you never know with Watchdog this Mm -hmm. might be your opportunity to get that thing that you might never get again. Yeah,
0: You don't want to be like Nate here who after your next had came out most of you guys were at Horror Hound Weekend (laughs) shortly (laughs) after it came out. I was dating a terrible human being who was just ready to leave (laughs) and I didn't get to go to everyone's booth and I remember just thinking like ah shit like this movie is like the next big cult classic, like it's just you,
2: did you get one of those com- things you
0: watch. You get the feeling for, and like most of the cast was there. I think T was there. I didn't get to talk to anyone, and it's just like that is one of those things I will forever regret. Was that is in- not getting to talk to Derek Riggs, who <laughs> does all the Iron Maiden artwork.
2: Was was this in uh, Cincinnati? It was. Yep, I was there. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
4: yeah, I was there. It,
2: it's uh, it's crazy. It go, know, I would give oh, yeah.
4: anything in the world to meet Ty West. Like he is my favorite current you know guy doing horror films i mean between house of the devil the innkeepers the sacrament X, X. like the roost which a lot of people have not seen you know and and even uh you know his work with vhs and being in your next you know i i just i think he does some incredible work and it's like he doesn't really do appearances you know you never hear about him doing anything like that and it's like looking back i'm like man i wish I, that's something I could have been involved with, and you know, I was at that Horror Hound, but I never stopped to to get all the autographs from the Year Next people. Not, now I get to work with one, so that's cool. You know, <laughs> yeah. but it's like you get you a
1: know, consolation prize, and yeah, you know, Nate gets a it, podcast it, interview. Everything, comes, yeah. You know, so there you <laughs> go. You know?
4: But it's it it, it is like Elsie said. This is an opportunity to get something from a uh, a film that has potential to become a cult classic and a cult hit and get something signed by everybody and get a piece of indie film history with yeah, your exactly. name on it forever.
0: Now, yeah. like, Elsie, you, you finished writing the script, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So then is your next step, like, all right, I want to take this to Indiegogo. I want to take this to Kickstarter. Like, walk me through that. Like, what what is your thought process after you've gotten the script written? Like, and then, like, if I'm doing Indiegogo, like, where did you come up with the ideas for the perks?
2: That's a good question. The, well, when the script was written, the first thing I did was I, I, I went and I shot a, a movie as an actor. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and then while I was on the set of that movie, I met two of the people that I just knew would be the perfect for this uh, movie. Wes Robinson and Celeste Blandon, who are two of the stars of Watchdog. And I didn't write it for them. I just worked with them, got to know them saw how talented they were, what good people they were to work with and, um, and did it. And you know, Wes and I have a connection because he was in Blair Witch, which Adam yep. directed. And, yep. uh, and so, so that's what I did first. And then after I had cast Chaney and I had cast, cause Chaney and I have worked together. We've known each other a while now and we were, he was in times up and we acted in Terror trips and later late checkout. We've done a lot of things together as actors. And so, um i knew after i cast them and then felissa and then mark at that point i was like well you know how much money will we need to make this movie i designed the movie to be um self-contained we're talking about one location you know it has movie has about three locations but there's one primary location right small cast uh, when I did Times Up, Times Up has a much bigger cast and a lot more locations. And I told one of the producers, I said, "Mark my words, my next film's gonna have one location, eight people." He thought I was joking. I wasn't joking. <laughs> um, and so, so, and so that's what I did with Watchdog. And so it was designed to be manageable, in a, you know, budgetarily. And so then we got together with some of the investors actually who worked on Times Up, a lot of the same investors, and they put in money into Watchdog. And now we're supplementing that with an Indiegogo. So, um, you know, the total budget of the movie will probably be around, uh, hopefully around 30, 35000 And uh, so oh. for what Watchdog is, it's very doable for that budget. Um, you know, and like I say, it was designed that way.
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone should ever be taken aback with a budget because when you look at some of these classic films from the 70s, they're working with exactly the same budget you have right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, like there We're, is no need for anyone to ever go, Oh, this is too low budget for me, I'm not going to watch this. Like, no, we've
1: been conditioned as a society to believe that Hollywood's bigger budget means better movie, mm-hmm. and us sitting here know that that's not always true. No, because
0: I know yeah. that I'm going to get LC's vision, yeah, but there's exactly. not going to be interference that what you want to put on film is what i as an audience member is going to get to see mm-hmm. exactly. and i think that is what's awesome about what you guys do
2: well exactly. it's like i was telling one of my actor friends the other day it was like you know with more money i said more money it just comes more eyes around the corner you know everybody's looking and how can they get their fingers in there and mm-hmm. now oh, we, we have to you know the lower the budget um you know the more control less fi- you have
1: less fingers is- in the pot basically the lower the budget yeah yeah you know the yeah. people that are supporting it on indiegogo They know what they're getting. They're getting a movie and perks, Mm -hmm. no say so on anything. Doesn't mess with your vision. A Mm -hmm. small group of investors that have worked with you before. That means we like what you're doing. We're behind you. But if you you start talking about studios that have millions and millions of millions, they're going to be like, we're giving you money. So if we want to cut this scene or we want you to add this or totally change this part of the script, you're gonna, or no more money you know, that's the whole change of the shift of dynamic from independent to, you know, large studio-backed productions. You know, even Blumhouse has to do that. You know, Blumhouse still has money behind it, even though they're the kind of indie, you know, studio. They're not true indie like we're talking with right now. You right. Know, I think the closest thing to, like, it.
4: true indie we get with a lot of bigger budget stuff is uh, A24. Yeah. I feel
1: like yeah, they're, like,
4: the only studio that's, like, really – indie and even then i mean i think they're getting a
1: little bloat. Dollars, they're getting a little bloated up here you know I, mean, I mean, when all
0: your movies are making like 80 million plus at the box office <laughs> oh yeah it's been yeah. cool
4: watching them as a as a studio grow you know it's, it's uh, very
0: strange to be like that's the studio that put out kevin smith's tusk yeah and then yeah. uh I can't uh, and then to watch X, because I just watched that the other night for the first time. Or Green time, Room, like, they, uh, they yeah. did Green, Green Room
4: as well, which is one yeah. of my favorite movies of all time. Yep. You know, it's it's crazy watching how that goes, but I, I, I agree, I think with Indiegogo, it does allow for LC, you know, he's like, you know, I'm eight person cast, one main location, and, you know, doing through Indiegogo, self-funding in independent film. Uh, you're, you're getting his vision, everything he wants and, and mm-hmm. nothing that he doesn't because it's all in his hands. You know, you don't have yeah. that outside interference. And I, I think that's one of the beauties, again, of, you know, this this like indie renaissance is I think there is a lot more option for people to make the movies they want to make. I mean, there's a Friday the 13th fan film out right now. That's Jason versus Bigfoot.
0: Yeah. I never in a million whoa, years. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. What's that called? <laughs> it's, uh, it's called
4: Friday the Thirteenth Night of the Beast, I believe. And,
0: All right, uh, totally it, watching
4: that later. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but I'm like, dude, I'm on board for this because it's crazy. Has it ridiculous. been made it yet? Fun. Do what? Has it been made yet? It has. It... I'll send you a link later. It's pretty. Oh amazing. my god! It looks like it's pretty amazing. <laughs> but it, uh, but genuinely, like, this is allowing for people to make the movies they want to make, and uh, for you to see the vision that these filmmakers have have come up with, and. I think it is a great tool. So, I mean, well, it,
1: it's more accessible now. You know, like absolutely. when Elsie and I grew up, you had to have even the cheap cameras were expensive oh, if you yeah. wanted to film something on your own. Heaven forbid you wanted your audio and your video to even line up correctly, you know, when you're doing that. But <laughs> yeah, now people are too. making little featurettes off their phones. Oh, yeah. And it's blowing away anything we've had in the last 15, 20 years I mean, up my to phone... right now.
4: My phone shoots four K twenty four frames a second. That's cinematic, man. Like yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. insane. Is, like you think of a movie like Unsane? When did that come out? Like twenty fourteen? That was yeah. entirely yeah, roughly on yeah. iPhone. Yeah. Entirely that was iPhone on iPhone, 4, that's wasn't it? Freaking bonkers. Yep. <laughs> you know? It's but, like, yeah, that's but that's
1: kind of the nice thing, like why we're in a renaissance is now people are realizing it's like, I want to do this. Well shit, why aren't I doing it? You know, mm-hmm. I have all the tools right in front of me. Quit like, your job you-
4: and make movies.
1: Yeah. Quit your job and do special <laughs> effects. You know, that kind of Become stuff. Become an intern
0: with Derek. Yes, do it. <laughs> That's it's 300 it. bucks. Make in blood with, with him. It's going to be
4: a blast. As Elsie and I said in that one live stream, these special effects are going to be mind-blowing entirely. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, there, there's
0: lots oh, of great stuff. In that, wink, right? so, wink. Like, I
1: feel, <laughs> uh, but I you're like, going go for there.
0: <laughs> quality over quantity, which is what yeah, I always love. Th- that's what it that's is. Right. It
4: is, it is quality over quantity in this. Now, here's the deal. Late checkout. I was like, how many gallons can we put on screen? And we put just under eight. okay you know and so we were really a a
0: proponent for that bucket of blood so
1: that's what we're gonna we're gonna pitch right now i know this movie probably isn't the right fit for it but your next vision guys both of you (laughs) we want to give me back my horror movies perk of the gallons of blood i want every dollar (laughs) from that perk going to blood blood. just just blood blood. (laughs) i like that I like that I mean, idea. Just, just let it go. Mm. That's that's what's that's but, that's my nature. And, and that's <laughs> a like they
0: can tip whatever they want. So yeah. it would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> now now later, there's that $5. one guy who's like. I'm gonna donate sixty nine dollars. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. sixty nine dollars yeah. <laughs> going to blood. I'll
1: have I'll have Derek do a cost breakdown of his blood recipe, and he's like, "Okay, here's how much an ounce costs." So that gets you up to at least an ounce is what your minimum an donation's an, gonna be.
0: An Excel spreadsheet <laughs> showing where you went over budget somehow. <laughs>
4: yeah. it, it always happens, but I will say the effects in this, it, with a movie like Late Checkout, are like. Uh, they see you a lot of those movies do go extremely over the top uh, with some of the kills and with the gore i mean late checkout was it, it was outrageous it really we, was. we saw the
0: behind uh, the scenes it, videos everyone we, we saw, saw a song. clip <laughs> but I, I don't know it. if we're allowed to talk about yeah, that we saw yeah. <laughs> nope because <laughs> we didn't see it no, um, I didn't can't see talk nothing. about it
2: <laughs>
4: um, but when, when it comes to a movie like watchdog it's a lot more grounded and i think it's hard to scare people with gore and with violence because we've become very desensitized oh, yeah. as a society. That's not scary but anymore. I think when effects in a film are a little bit more grounded and more rooted in that realism, and what and it's not as whiplash, like you get the violence, but it's not so over the top. It is just enough to make people squeamish to really kind of get them like, oh. and then you throw in two or three really big, like effective kills. Uh, I think that does hit harder. And oh, it sticks when, out to you. Yeah, yeah. especially when yeah. you're in a movie that's very character-driven, where you're being conditioned to really like and care about these people, and then when these horrible things happen, it is more of a gut punch. And so, it is definitely more quality over quantity. And in that's, that's
0: where it's, like, my favorite horror movies are always where it's like, I appreciate the characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and it's... blood and stuff just ends up being a fun perk for being like a gorehound. But when you give me something where like I have a personal connection to the nerdy character or mm-hmm. like that side character that's not the main one, then it's like, yeah, like and so then when something happens to him, it's like, oh no, no,
2: you know. That's... Yeah. That's what's really important to me, too, is is characters. It was one of the things I loved about, you know, the Your Next script when I read it, is you understood who they were before anything happened to them. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that was important, I think. Uh, And so that way, when things happen to them, you have a... a, And I've always liked that, have a reaction. I've always liked that. Um, And that's, you know, Watchdog with the tension of it. Uh, You know, Derek was talking about how it made him nervous. It's very much it should almost feel so real that it makes you uncomfortable. You know? yeah. Yeah, it's well, that the, kind I, of thing. It's that kind of hard movie where it should make you feel uncomfortable. Literally
1: why I have don't invite people at home, essentially, is what you come yeah. down to. Yeah.
0: I don't invite anyone into my house, so.
2: And you know what? Scared, <laughs> always scared the hell out of me growing up, and I have been watching a marathon of it, and that's Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, no.
1: And... Just the intro song <laughs> yeah. still makes me go, oh, yeah. that show's on. I loved it. But I yeah. still go, oh, that one. Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I loved that show growing up. I still love it. And I'm talking about The Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack. I'm not oh, talking yes. about the, no, the no, ne- no, no, Dennis no. Ferreno one. And I'm not no. talking about the Netflix one right now.
1: The voice uh, of Robert Stack, that yeah. music soundtrack behind him, you know, he walks out of something dark when he starts yeah, talking the to f- you. The midst, it's you know, just... Yeah. Yeah. That is guys, flashbacks right now, LC, that's all yeah. there is too. I think I'm that is you. a great way. Like guys, if you're watching
0: something too, be like, all right, I'm gonna write. Yeah, I mean, watched well, a couple mean, episodes and I'm it, gonna write.
2: Well, that the reason I was bringing that up is because um Watchdog to me is something that you would see on a segment of Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, but that's so awesome. <laughs> but instead of just seeing it on a segment of Unsolved Mysteries, now you're gonna take The entire experience like what would be summed up on unsolved mysteries with interviews about how horrible the situation turned out you're actually going to take the journey through it and uh, but it had to be to me it had to be that level of realism because unsolved mysteries as we were talking about before scared the hell out of me the only thing i knew growing up watching unsolved mysteries was that i was going to get killed by a satanic cult abducted by aliens or kidnapped oh yeah Uh,
1: every time yeah so that was okay (laughs) film pitch your next one you do, you do a really good psychological thing and we watch the movie, but once the movie ends, it's now an episode of Unsolved Mysteries talking about the movie we just did. We oh, weaken you, know, you like kind of leave it open ended <laughs> at the end of the movie, and now we're watching our own parody of Unsolved you know, Mysteries talk about the movie. We
2: weaken at Bernie's Mr. Stack. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, nowadays, you know, with like the Star Wars thing, you can just yeah, put his face we'll fake him.
0: Yeah, yeah well, you know, it. th- that fun.
2: makes
4: me think of uh, the fourth kind how at the end it loops around. Yeah. Oh, Dude, that ending that that reveal bad, <laughs> like yeah. super bad. That was oh man, that yeah. movie seriously got to me. That was, yeah, same. Oh, geez. It yeah. doesn't matter where you stand, that movie's very effective, <laughs> you know. So it's uh, it this this totally has that vibe of when you watch this, it's not far fetched, it is realistically how you know the no good deed goes unpunished and it it's something that you could see this is something that someone would do this is what could potentially happen and it just it is one of those things like wolf creek or the strangers or house of the devil where it's like someone's going about their everyday life and they do something that completely shifts everything and oh god everything went wrong
0: Yes. I think that's a perfect example of House of the Devil because, like, that final 10 minutes of the movie, oh, dude, so worth crazy. the payoff. You know, God you're know. just watching this, the dread intentions building, and then that final 10 minutes, like, talk about a movie. It's like, I don't even need to see ever again because, like, that was
1: perfect. <laughs> like, we watch
4: it every Halloween. Every Halloween. <laughs> well, you're but a psychopath,
1: Derek. That's all there is to it. You play with uh, blood for a job, you know. <laughs>
4: But it's, it's cool uh, getting to do things that are kind of more rooted in realism like that, because that's that's what I find scary. I totally agree. Things yeah. like Unsolved Mysteries. I mean, watching that stuff growing up like reruns, obviously, but it, it, it gets to you because it's like, OK, this is real. It sounds yeah. like it's something that should be in a movie, but this actually happens.
0: Oh, you know, it's, and it's uh... why I loved uh, Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction.
4: That
1: one Dude. as well. I used to watch Yeah. That. Oh, it with uh, Jonathan funny. Frakes? Is yeah. Is that the one yeah. where it's like, which one of these stories was real? You know? Yeah.
4: And I could never guess it. I was always wrong every single and time. And, like,
0: <laughs> those little shorts, they're well made. They were. I, yeah. I, I don't know yeah. anyone that, like, I don't know the names of anyone that was involved with those, but they did a damn good job with what they had.
2: You oh, know, absolutely. I had a weird experience one time with that show. I was watching that show, and and then I went to. I was, I think it was a rerun, actually of it, and I was in college at the time, I think, and uh, I went to my college um, professor the next day. I was like looking at him in class. I was like, this is weird. He looks so familiar. Uh-huh. So I went up to him after the, the thing and I was like, this is gonna sound really weird. But were you ever in a show called factor fixed? Fact? And he says, Yeah, I was in it. He was like, <laughs> you know, he was so excited that I had um, recognized him. You recognize
1: them. That's I've awesome. heard I've heard like stories of people that played like the bad people in those shows. Yeah. And get the cops called on him, like some lady will be like, "I saw him kill that lady on the TV," and they'll call the cops.
2: You're like, He's an I'll actor. Tell you, I'll tell you a story. This is this is the totally true story. This is going to make me sound like such an unsolved mysteries nerd, but. Um... <laughs> When when I did that movie, the first movie I did with Wingard, uh, Homesick, and Mosley was in it, and I, I, you know, me and Bill kind of hit it off a little bit, and we were sitting there, and he was telling me Karen Black stories because he, he House of a Thousand Corpses hadn't come out yet; it was oh, finished, nice. but it was about to come out in the theater, and um, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, should I should I breach the subject? And I was like, because, you know, I imagine Bill's always talking about, you know, it has, has people asking about Texas Chainsaw 2 and Chop Top. And, yeah. of course, at that time, Otis wasn't a thing yet. No one knew. Right. He'd already done it, but nobody knew it, you know. and um, Or, you know, Night the Living Dead remake. And I was sitting there talking to him. And I was like, so... Um, I just had something to ask you about that episode of Unsolved Mysteries where you played the guy who held all the kids uh, hostage in the school <laughs> and you had a bomb strapped to you. Because I remember he was in one of those reenactments. Yeah. And I told him the entire story of of, of that, w- what he had been reenacting. And he <laughs> sat there and looked at me puzzled. Like, how do you know this? <laughs> And it, like, you know how at the end of the Unsolved Mysteries, it would come up and it would be like, update. You know? Yeah. And I even told him what the update was on that segment. <laughs> yeah,
1: what he so, didn't expect for you was to show you your Robert Stack tattoo that he was not expecting at all. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> that is in, amazing. In this his trench cool. coat. In his trench coat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Popped collar and all, oh, man. Yeah. And then okay, you're like, this now was I wanna... an
0: undercover sting the whole time. <laughs>
1: we got I want a Robert Stack tattoo now, <laughs> Nate. I think that you're going to get the uh, Danny DeVito's. I'll get the Robert Stacks. That sounds good. All right. <laughs> well, guys, uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? Watchdog here before we wrap up this interview, because uh, I know we want to get this out this week. So okay. you, we're recording it, and you, everyone now is going to be hearing this like a day later, maybe yeah, two days later. Very soon. How, how quickly I can get this out so we can hit this Indiegogo freight train that is boogieing on? What'd you say? Ninety-five percent funded already. Ninety-six. Oh, yeah. 96. Yeah. So we just, how much did you just buy, Nick? Nick He's like, you're right. I need a poster now. I'm not letting it happen again. (laughs) Not again. Charlie's now an executive producer. Hold on. (laughs) So, anything else you guys want to talk about, Watchdog?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, just, uh, scoot on over there to that Indiegogo and check out all those perks we have on, on the watchdog Indiegogo, uh, things that we talked about tonight, other things we haven't talked about, a lot of signed eight by tens, uh, zoom parties. You can have uh, zoom calls with me and Felissa. You can have a zoom call with me and Chaney, which I can guarantee you that'll be entertaining. <laughs> uh, we'll play some movie trivia as we tend, tend to do when we're together. And, uh, mm-hmm. And check out all the all the cool perks. We have perks. It's like we were talking about earlier, from fifteen dollars to fifteen hundred dollars. So it's accessible. You know, we want to make go. it accessible to people. Right.
4: There's a, there's and, a little bit of something for everybody
2: on there. I think. Yeah. Okay. And we're very uh, transparent about what we do. You know, every single dime goes. It has a place. And, uh, and you know, because I I really want every dime to show up on screen, in the movie. Right. Nice. Well,
1: where uh, do you guys have the social medias and stuff set up for the movie yet? Is there a Facebook page and all that stuff you want to get? Yeah. Uh, let everybody you know about
2: that. Go to my Facebook, Elsie Holt, and you can find a lot of updates on it. There's also a public uh, watchdog um, Facebook group uh okay. that you can find if you search that or if you just go to my page it's very easy to find because i link to it on everything okay. uh also we have an instagram you go to my instagram find all kinds of updates and watchdog has an instagram too and you can find it on there
1: perfect you well, can we'll also put links me and all on that on stuff Facebook up. Yeah. And
4: instagram i i share that stuff uh, I get oh yeah updates Der- a couple times a week so
0: you know eric's a busy man
1: he is. I stumbled into a live stream one day. I was like, "This is this is fun." I'm just watching Derek go. Is, he's also I, got a judge death poster behind him. So, oh my you god, know. I'm
4: so bad about it because I'm like rambling about all this stuff. I forget to mention people's names. I start to stutter, and then I get like self conscious. Dude,
1: <laughs> I don't even know
0: our own podcast email. I have to have Charlie say it every time because I just can't remember <laughs> it. So,
4: yeah, so it's, it's, <laughs> it's, that's how it goes sometimes. You know, it's just uh, that's just how it is. But yeah, folks, I mean check out the Indiegogo there are I mean tons of perks lots of opportunities to get involved and uh, get yourself some cool merchandise and you know uh, like like Elsie said it's very transparent and uh very accessible there's a little bit of something there for everyone um anything from special thanks eight by tens original art uh producer perks posters internships you name it we got it um so, yeah, definitely check it out, and uh, and let us know what your favorite perk is. Let us know what you uh, what you ended up getting, and and thank you to all those people who have donated thus far. We uh, we want to oh, be yeah. making a movie without you. Yeah, thank you guys sir. are
0: incredible.
2: Thank now, you so much.
0: I do have one more question. Oh, oh damn it, Nate!
2: Okay. <laughs> LC, this is for yeah. you. Okay. Derek's
0: not allowed to answer it.
2: Oh geez. Does it have to do with Robert Stack? If no, I'm not going to answer. No, <laughs> no, no, it doesn't.
0: <laughs> if
2: you had to choose
0: between Shrek 1 and Shrek 2,
2: what do you choose? All right, you want to know the honest truth? I do. I've never seen any of them.
0: Oh, my God, Derek, oh, you got to make him watch Shrek 1 and 2.
4: I know. <laughs> One of these days on set, man, instead of watching Shudder, we're watching Shrek.
1: Nate's, yeah. two, Nate's yeah. two for three now. I'm right. looking for forward
0: three. to the Instagram story update where you just record 15 seconds of the intro. Then I look <laughs> forward to an hour and a half later where you got the selfie and you're just in tears because it's so beautiful.
1: Elsie, <laughs> <laughs> he does this every interview, man. Every, wow. I'm, I'm sorry, it's his thing. Yeah. He asked Damn. for one thing. I said, "Name it." It's his perk to be on the show. I guess <laughs> you know he paid no. his dues. No, it's no. good. But yeah, the last guy we asked, he went, "Who?" So <laughs> <laughs> you did good just saying yeah. I haven't seen the movies. I, <laughs> I do know.
2: I do know some stuff. Like I know that Chris Farley was going to be the original Shrek. He was. Yeah. Yeah. I know that I love, a lot of the trivia stuff, but I've never actually seen uh, wow. the movies. So this is I'm behind homework. The, I'm behind on my animation. That's okay. Um, yeah. they're, they're you
1: you movies. watch the Shrek movies, movies. I'll watch your next. So we'll there get, you go. We'll get there. We up go. On that it. Is a That's a fair deal. Right I there. expect
2: Instagram story <laughs>
0: updates from everyone involved. I'll do right. it. I'll do an good Instagram time. story. <laughs> and me
1: watching your next. I have no problem awesome. with that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> thank on here, you guys. Thank, everyone, thank you. For everyone, us. please go support this Indiegogo. We're gonna wrap up this interview, but you're gonna hear future Nate here and uh, me and Nate just in a little bit, and we'll wrap up the show. Thanks. Definitely. So, uh, Nate, I think uh, two for three now. Two for three. Um,
0: I'm not good at doing introductions. Like hosting is hard. Podcasting is hard. Uh, I'm never the person that even in real life introduces people to people. So doing it in a virtual setting and then it's just, uh, you don't want me to do that. I ask you every time, are you okay to do this? And then I stumble my words and then I panic. And if I was a turtle, I would hide in my shell for the rest of the podcast. They
1: won't hear the flub. I'll edit the flub. But uh, I liked how I was at least five minutes in the interview before they knew I was there. So, you know, that that was fun. You're welcome. (laughs) I just assume people know you're there. (laughs) Normally, you know, I haven't missed any episodes unlike you know, someone else on the show right now. You know.
0: All right. Yep. 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 This is true. Like 99% of the time here.
1: Yep if you forget me i'm gonna forget you (laughs) but i was saying you're like two for three on your shrek question right i am i think is hilarious don't worry though now you have to watch your next and
0: he has to watch shrek
1: i think we both win i think i don't don't, uh, there is no losers here no i don't think lc was disappointed either he's just like i've never got around to watching it you know, and that's the same with me. And you're next. I just haven't got around to watching yeah, it.
0: Now both of you're like, oh, now I have. Like, I'm hyped for this. Now people oh, actually. Oh, I am.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I will. I will. I will do my. If you follow us on Instagram, you'll see the now watching things I like to post. I'll put one up there. It says you're next, and beautiful. I'll, I'll, t- I'll do a story up above about me watching it, and uh, no. Well, I'm now that we're officially
0: catch up, caught up, we catch can up, mustard. catch up. Mayonnaise, honey, Deer? honey mustard. Oh, that's where we're going. Barbecue sauce, <laughs> ranch. Oh, These gosh. are all condiments that Nate enjoys while watching your necks and chicken nuggies, dino nuggies, dino nuggies specifically. Yeah.
1: I know we're just trying to come up with stuff to talk about. Cause the interview's over. We record yeah, interview's over with. outros
2: later.
0: Thank you for still listening to us. Just ramble on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, the only thing I want to say though, is if you are listening well beyond the Indiegogo campaign and it's, and it's done, please go seek out the movie, please, you know, go watch it, buy it wherever, if it's streaming, if it's available, please go do that. I mean, it's not just during these campaigns that you're helping. It's the whole life of the movie, you know, supports these guys and you know, we'll, we'll have others. Uh, we got a ton of independent movie creators that are always looking to get the word out. I love being part of these little media blitz, you know, we're, we're the small time, but you know, we're the media blitz now, you know, they want to come to us and we tell you about all the good stuff to go to them.
0: Yeah. And then we all go together.
1: Yeah, because it's family. It's family. Circle mate. of life. Yeah, it's like Shrek Three with all the kids and the family. Yeah, that was that was Shrek Four. Oh, <laughs> which which one was Shrek Three?
0: Um, it was the one with Prince Charming, I think. See, you can't even remember. I don't feel no, bad no, anymore. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it had Justin Timberlake.
1: No, <laughs> oh, then that explains. I don't know Prince Charming's the bad guy in Part Two. <laughs> That's what I thought. I pretty much remembered that in part He's two. Arthur,
0: if I remember right. I think he's King Arthur in three.
1: Oh, the, I remember that now. Yeah. See, I have seen them, just not probably as much <laughs> as you or others. Well, after you watch your next, you
0: watch Shrek. And then we invite Elsie Holt back on. We do a special Shrek edition episode. Well,
1: like I said, it. Uh, I think once this is another one of those things where we're doing an interview and we haven't seen anything about it. We're that early into it. So I'm actually looking forward to doing a review I'm, about the I'm movie.
0: very excited for it. I can't wait for them to get this bad boy filmed.
1: Absolutely. I'm also uh, probably going to go binge watch some Unsolved Mysteries. So Yeah, uh, definitely.
0: Yeah. I will not right. be sleeping for the next week.
1: Exactly. I'm going to go see about that Robert Stack tattoo. All right. So, <laughs> Nate, anything else we need to let everybody know, or are we pretty much ready to wrap this up? Oh, Charlie, you may have
0: not known this yet, but uh, you know that other movie that Derek Worley worked on, Late
1: Checkout? Yeah.
0: They just dropped a trailer. No. You want to share it?
1: You know what? Why not? Let's (laughs) Let's end on Late
0: Checkout, the trailer.
3: So close, can you just hold it? No, Jazz, we need to
4: go.
0: Like I feel oh, so sick so... right now. No, please pull okay, over. Please. please. I feel please. really cold. <coughs>
3: <coughs> this is why we don't day drink.
4: Can we hurry it up, please? These roads are making me sick.
3: This is it.
4: It's beautiful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys just gonna sit here and stare at it?
1: We don't get everyone together all the time. Let's come on. Go get some pizza, have some drinks, just chill out, alright?
4: So this place is, like, definitely haunted, right? Like a mountain man hiding underneath the bed or something.
0: Have you guys ever wanted to kill someone?
1: And that was an amazing trailer. I, I am hyped for that. I am hyped. Right?
0: Yeah. I think that is going to be killer. All the drone shots are sweet. All of We're the in blood. for some bloody good time. All of the
1: blood.
0: It shall be spilled.
1: We are going to get on those Indiegogo campaigns, Nate. The Give Me Back My Horror Movies blood campaign. Buckets of blood. Every time you click on that, it
0: just goes straight to
1: the blood. That's it, man. I it's going to cost- happen. Cost per ounce, Derek. That's all I need. And then that's our minimum, you know, that people can put in. And every time you put that minimum in, that's an ounce of blood. And that adds up fast. It so, will. All right, Nate. Uh, they're tired of listening to us. So why don't you get us out of here on The Good Word?
0: Uh, I'll be back. Wait, no, that's yours.
1: That's that, That's the other show. Oh, wait. <laughs> Too late. Hitting the button.
0: Now, let's talk about how I get back home.